What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Big stuff today on FFT. Big stuffing today on FFT. We're going to do a Thanksgiving food trivia slash draft. It's going to be really fun, hopefully. Hopefully it goes off without a hitch. Uh, We're going to talk a little trade here, as some of you still may be able to make some trades. And we're previewing three Thursday football games in order of interest, which I would say would be... I'm just going to go ahead and say Dallas Raiders, Bill Saints, and then that other game that I, I don't even know who's playing. And big news, Heath is back. Hey, Heath, what's up? I thought you were going to play the music. I'm disappointed now. What music? Thinking, Welcome back. Oh. Remember when you used to play that on the baseball podcast when a guy would come off the DL? Yeah, I, I don't still do have that. fun memories of that song. I don't do he that. He doesn't want to get chewed. Yeah. <laughs> right, I don't want to. I'll just sing it. Welcome back. Thank you. Your mustache looks really good. Thank you. You feeling all right? I'm I'm here, buddy, and ready to talk about Thursday. All right. Dave, how are you? Terrible. Oh, what's the matter? I'm just this is always a tough week for me. I don't know how Heath does it or Jamie or even you, Adam, but we've got to cram a week's worth of work into two and a half days because of the Thanksgiving holiday. I don't have to do it quite like that, but Thanksgiving is hectic. It's wrangling yeah. kids, doing work, cooking, uh, and watching three games. Uh, but still fun. That's the toughest part, especially when the lions and bears are involved. Oh, my God. Do we have to watch that one? Um, no, I can't wait. You don't have to. No, I'm definitely going to watch it. And yeah, of course. Me too. Yes. Here are some quick stats for the Thanksgiving games. Just some fun stuff. Buffalo, going into last week's game, they allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs. Then they faced Jonathan Taylor, and now they're 14th. So they've gone from 1 to 14. That's amazing. Ezekiel Elliott, in his last five games, he has the lowest five-game rushing total of his career, 243 rushing yards in five games, 3.7 yards per carry per game. In his last five games, he's 23rd in non-PPR. He is 16th in full PPR. Is Zeke still a must-start? In most cases, yeah. Have you looked at our running back rankings? Not really. Oh, don't. <laughs> okay. I think I will, but I just get your point. All right, next stat. How about TJ Hawkinson? 
So weeks one and two, oh, this will be good. eight catches, a touchdown in both games. Beginning in week three, he is the number 17 tight end per game in PPR. I did not even look at non-PPR because I knew it was going to be horrendous. He has, doesn't have a touchdown. But he's 17th per game since week three in full PPR. His 16-game pace is seven, 76 catches, which is great. Uh, 672 yards, which is not. No touchdowns on 106 targets. Is Hawkinson still a must-start? Have you looked at our tight end rankings? Yeah, he's he's close to 12th. He's... No, he is not. He is not a must start. <laughs> Are there any good players this week, Heath? Are there any good players? <laughs> like, we, there's we just, a few. There are a few guys who are just consistently good, but we, we've had a whole lot of this guy's going to suck really bad until we bury him, and then he's going to be better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm probably just still starting Hawkinson. Like, what? I'm going to go pick up Tyler Conklin and start him over him? Right. Mm, probably not. But if someone dropped Dalton Schultz with what's happened to the receivers in Dallas, I'm running right back into his arms. Yeah. Okay. And the last stat, the last time the Raiders won in Dallas was 1998. The last time the Bills won in New Orleans was 1998. What were you guys doing in 1998? I was... Lots of was Schrager even born? Finishing up middle school, going into high school? Schrager was, I was not learning to walk. born. Oh, you were? Oh, okay. Where were you, 97? Um, yeah. If you, if you did a bar chart of all the illegal things that I did in my lifetime, 1998 probably stands out above the rest. <laughs> um, although 97 would be a close competitor. All right. Well, as soon as Schrager was born, you uh, you basically got your head on straight. Or you, know, you need a couple years and then got your head on straight. All right, hey, listen, big programming announcement. We are recording the AFC Start Sit episode tonight, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Hey, Dave, I haven't talked to you about this. Can we do FFT and 5 a little early tonight? I think that'll work out, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, then maybe we're doing FFT at like 9, 10. Um, we're going to do FFT and 5 at 10 with Jamie. Dave. Gets oh, Dave's one. out. Okay, it's really that worked well for me. It's really adorable that you think we're going to be done with the starters in episode in an hour. It's very adorable, but we won't be. But nine o'clock tonight, we're recording AFC starter sit and uh, check that out. We'll pu- publish it for three a.m. on Thursday morning if you don't wa- uh, want to watch it live. So you can do that live on YouTube, youtubecom today. And also, if you need some DFS help, and we got this Thursday slate with three games, I love playing Thanksgiving DFS. Really gives me uh, something to look forward to if I don't have players in my, you know, in my regular rosters or a lot of them anyway. So check out the Fantasy Football Today DFS Pod uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Fantasy Football Today DFS Podcast. I want to talk a little last minute trade here for. People who still are able to make them I won't spend too much time on the segment because a lot of you can't make trades anymore, but but a lot of you can. So we'll I've got to sell high. All right, who you got? Devontae Freeman. Question mark. Sure. Okay. You wanna- I want to put a question mark on it because I'm not. I was really encouraged by his share of the work in the rushing and passing game in Latavius Murray's first game back. And I do think there's a chance he's just going to get J.K. Dobbins' workload the rest of the year which he's not J.K. Dobbins, but he might, that would make him a number two running back that you start. Yeah. He's probably, he could be a luxury for a lot of fantasy managers. Exactly. No one drafted him. He's probably on the bench for a bunch of people. 
Man, he's in my starting there, lineup in like 17 leagues. Yeah, there are people who are desperate for running backs, and he's coming off of a really good game where a lot of his production came really, really late without the Ravens' best offensive player on the field. That's a terrific sell high. Tyler Huntley had seven carries in that game. I'm going to assume Lamar Jackson averages more than that. About 12. About 12. So, yeah, take that into account as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I had uh, – let me go back to buy lows here. Uh, we didn't do that. But what do you think about Joe Burrow? He's got two crap games in a row, seven points against Cleveland, 10 at Las Vegas. His first eight games, 22 or more fantasy points in seven of eight games, 25 or more in four of eight games, and that was when they started throwing the ball more. But it's also very favorable matchups. I would easily say Burrow, but I don't love his schedule. Pittsburgh this week, see how healthy they are. Chargers. Niners, Broncos, Ravens, that's a good matchup. Chiefs in Week 17, that's not such a good matchup anymore. Mm-hmm. So at very, I, I, I guess I'd say at the best, I call it a neutral schedule for Burrow. Would you guys buy low on him? Or, or I guess, in, in other words, how much faith do you have in him going forward? Some. I've got some faith in him. If, I've, if I'm toiling with Russell Wilson as I am in a couple of my leagues and I could trade for Burrow cheaply, I would do it. The problem is that I think the people who have Joe Burrow on their fantasy teams might have tied themselves to him already, and they wouldn't give him up for what someone who's looking to buy low on him would pay. So I, I think it really comes down to, is Burrow you know, a backup quarterback for somebody in your league? That's the type of way to get him cheaply in a trade. Well, otherwise, if someone's starting Joe Burrow, they're not going to give him away for Devontae Freeman. No. They're not going to give him away for, you know, they might not give him away for Devontae Smith. What's our? And I don't know if there's a big difference between Smith and Freeman. I think people are going to overvalue Burrow. Where's uh, where's Burrow amongst quarterbacks in the trade chart? I guess which is a fancy way of saying where's Burrow in your rest of season quarterback rankings? Because he's still top twelve. But no like question 12th, about right? it. Uh, yeah, he's probably closer to 10. If I'm just looking, I'm, if you want me to count it out, he's ninth. ninth. Actually, he's 10th. He's 10th. He's, he's, he's tied for ninth with Jalen Hurts. And I think a lot of people would much rather have Hurts than Burrow at this point. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like the trade I was envisioning was either one Cam Newton for Joe Burrow or two, to, you know, Tom Brady and RB2 for Joe Burrow and RB1, or if you don't want to go that high end. You'll never get that, right. Well, It's no, going to be you, more like Burrow and that. a bench player for Brady. I The first trade you said, the Cam Newton for Joe Burrow, that's kind of where I would, like, I don't think anybody's giving Joe Burrow up for backup quarterback value, but if they are, I would make that trade. But yeah, well, people also, people don't see Cam that way. That's what I, that's we're doing a poll right now because I want to see who do you like better rest of season, Cam or Burrow. I suspect people are pretty pumped up about Cam Newton. I think yes. it's kind of, pretty close to a coin flip between the two of them. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I think Cam's going to be a borderline number one. And I don't think we have much reason to think Burrow will be much besides a borderline number one, but that's your, that's another sell high is Cam Newton because there, there was excitement about him to begin with. And he's coming off of a three touchdown game. And I know his schedule is really good uh, yeah. in the next few weeks, two of his next three games, at least I think we like it. But I don't know if he's three touchdowns every. How week. much? How many of Cam's throws have you watched? Did you watch them all? All, all. I, I really thought he threw the ball a lot better than I expected him to. 
He did, but he also threw it a lot shorter, and he was definitely more of like get the ball out quick mode and stay in rhythm mode and have good timing with your receivers mode. So and he did those things for the most part, right? He, he did all of them, but he's not really attacking downfield. So you're, you've got to count on him staying efficient, moving the chains, and throwing a lot in order to come through for like good yardage, or you need him to have three total touchdowns in a game. Okay, well, we have 27 votes right now, and two-thirds of them, almost two-thirds, are Cam Newton over Joe Burrow. So we'll keep wow. a track on that. Um, all right, what let, have you done for me lately? Let me give some more names here and get, let me know what your thoughts are. I've got more sell highs. Michael Pittman. Just, I don't know if he's a sell high. He, I, I just don't, because he's you know, it's not coming off a good game or anything. But bottom line is, I really hate the schedule. The Bucks are his matchup this week. I don't know how you guys feel about him. It is a, somewhat of an opponent's thing. But the Bucs have not given up more than 70 yards to a wide receiver since week three. They haven't given up more than 60 yards to a wide receiver since week four. And they have given up two receiving touchdowns to a receiver in their last seven games. Sorry. They've played 10 games. So they've, they haven't faced very good ones, but they're just, they've been so much better against wide receivers that that's this week. Then you have Houston, probably start them there, that, unless they just run all over them and throw 20 passes. Then you have a bye. Then you have New England, Arizona. They've been great against number ones. And Las Vegas, they've been great against wide receivers. They're fourth best. That's his playoff matchup. So hate the schedule for Pittman. You buy that argument? He's not a sell high. He's more of like a sell. And no one's going to give up what you could have gotten a couple weeks ago for him. Okay, When he was a legitimate sell high. He's not a buy low then. Can I say that? He's not a buy low. I don't think so. No, not unless you're getting like you're getting him for low end flex value. I think he's probably a, a high end number three rest of the season. Okay, that's Michael Pittman. Now, how about the 49ers situation? Do you look to trade IU? Which do you, situation? Do you look okay. to trade Debo? Do you look to trade Kittle, who's been kind of low on yardage, but somehow is finding the end zone a lot? Uh, I'll point out that you really need to look at their schedule for wins and losses. Garoppolo usually throws about 40 times when he loses. Could be closer to 20 when he wins, you know, or 25 or something. Mm. So keep that in mind. And their schedule is Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee in their next five weeks. So just, you know, those are great games. Here's the problem wins like this. I don't know how good the 49ers are. And like half of those teams are in the range of on a given week, the 49ers might be better or worse than them. I don't know how you project when they're going to win or lose. Yeah, that's a good point. It's also how good is their run game? which is something that they try and use every single week. Every team does it, but you know the 49ers would lean on their run game for two-thirds of their offensive snaps if they could. But if Elijah Mitchell can't play, that probably means a little bit more from Garoppolo. So, I mean, what do you do? Like, Do you think Ayuk is someone you'd look to, to get rid of? Or Sure. Yeah. He's definitely someone who's a sell-high candidate. The, the schedule's great. What's his consistency in terms of targets from game to game? I can't say it's going to be particularly high. Okay. We've seen it a million times before where there's when all three of these guys are healthy, Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, that they're it's it's going to be feast or famine with usually one of them, if not two of them, every single week. The only reason why Debo was great last week was because of what he did as a rusher. How many targets did he have against Jacksonville? <sighs> two or three or something. Right, right. Like he he was an amazing running back. And that's that. how he got his fantasy production. Not a lot. Um, by the way, it is narrowed. Cam Newton, 53%. Joe Burrow, 
All right, let me give you yeah. two more here. Mike Evans. Heath, do you still feel that way? He had the, the uh, what did he have, Mike Evans? Like 11 targets? Uh, I don't know. He had a big game yep. against the Giants. And his schedule's got the Colts and the Falcons. Those are great. The Jets in Week 17. But he also has the Bills. He's got Lattimore, who always does a great job on him. And he's Carolina in Week 16, and they're sixth best against wide receivers. And then there's the Antonio Brown thing. So buy, sell, hold Mike Evans, Heath. I would sell at a wide receiver one value. If you can get top 12 wide receiver value for him, I'd rather have that in most instances. I think he's a high-end number two rest of season, and he'll have some games. Like I still expect he probably has a couple games where he has four targets and doesn't score it on the stretch. Maybe that will be New Orleans and Buffalo. I think he's better than a high-end two rest of season. I think Brady's going to make his push to be MVP. He's going to throw the ball plenty against a lot of these inferior defenses. I'm fine with... Uh, he's right about you need to expect wide receiver one value for Evans, but he's also going to be a wide receiver one rest of season. I think you only trade Evans if you're just absolutely loaded at wide receiver and you need and or you need a running back badly mm-hmm. and someone who's loaded at running back flips you one for Evans. Would you rather have Mike Evans or DK Metcalf rest of season? Evans. He's got a quarterback with two working hands. Yeah, it's probably Evans. Antonio Gibson been very encouraged the last two weeks. Washington's, you know, they, they got to start, they got to keep playing better, right? They beat the Bucks, they beat the Panthers. Those are good wins, and you get 26 carries and 19 carries, uh, but only two catches in the last two games. I'm specifically looking at his last four games before week 18. It's Dallas twice, and it's Philadelphia twice. I think Philadelphia is becoming kind of a bad matchup now because they just dominate time of possession, and Dallas is interesting. They have a pretty bad run defense, but they don't get run on a lot. So I don't know. This is a real tricky one. Antonio Gibson, buy, sell, hold. I think he's a hold as a number two running back. Um, I don't think either of those matchups. Like They might have a really good game against them or a really bad game. The, the Eagles and Cowboys are not run defenses that I am uh, factoring into the projections. It's not so much I the run either. defense, Heath. It's the, the last four teams that have faced the Eagles since they switch their offensive strategy have averaged about 18, 18 and a half running back carries per game, which is pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he just doesn't catch the ball that much. So I don't know. That's kind of where I was at with the Eagles. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong. Like that could have an impact in one of those games, um, but it's not something I'm going to factor in. Okay. Again, he's the type of running back that a desperate fantasy manager might overpay for at this juncture of the year. So he's a sell high in that regard, but you're, you need to expect decent RB2 value for him, and I think he's a number two running back rest of season for fantasy managers. How about I traded Aaron Jones for Gibson as a last-ditch effort to try to stay in our um, St. Jude's League? And lost because I traded for Gibson and started him over Devontae Freeman. If I just kept Aaron Jones and started Devontae Freeman, I would still be alive in that league. Yeah, but you know what? Mm. I Think of it this way. This is the season of giving. And you gave someone Aaron Jones. And that's really nice. And you're not going to make the playoffs, so it doesn't, you know. You just said, hey, you can have Aaron Jones. I think what you did was great, Heath. Good job. Okay. All right. Quick look at the most traded list. I'm going to give you the top 10 most traded players. I want you to tell me buy, sell, hold. Odell Beckham. You, you can't sell him for anything. So hold. Uh, yeah. 
If anything, maybe he's a sneaky, cheap buy. Okay. I would imagine that he's going to start getting an uptick in targets, and that's a team that loves to throw downfield, and Stafford's a more accurate passer than Baker. So okay. I, I take it back. He's not a hold. He's a buy low. Great. Odell Beckham. Gibson, we talked about. Mark Ingram, I think we got to check the injury report for today, and we'll talk You're about You're trading Tony for Jones. him if he can play on Thursday, and if he's not playing on Thursday, obviously you don't do anything with him. DeAndre Hopkins, love his great schedule in the fantasy playoffs for what yep. that's worth. Do we know if he's going to be ready to go in week 13, or are we just going to assume that the bye week is that magical time where everybody gets healthy? We don't know, but I would... Uh... I would hope. Yeah, I think you kind of know what you're doing there with Hopkins. It's if you need something. Yeah, now you're or buying or low later. for the playoff run. Uh, David Montgomery, who's only had two good games this year, four games with uh, single-digit PPR fantasy points, I believe, out of six, and three touchdowns in six games. David Montgomery, buy, sell, hold. Buy. I still view him as a, as like a top twelve-ish type of fantasy running back. He's a buy. So you'd, if anybody would do it, you'd trade Devontae Freeman for him, easy. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have him than Gibson. His Me weeks, too. oh, his weeks fifteen, sixteen, seventeen are Minnesota. They're twenty third against running back. Seattle, they're thirtieth, but improving. Giants are twenty sixth. So good playoff schedule for Montgomery. AJ Dillon, same thing. You kind of know what the deal is there. You need something now, trade for him. But it's only one week, most likely, because they have a bye next week. And then hopefully Jones back. Eli Mitchell, buy, sell, hold. I think you can buy him cheap. The fact yeah. that. He's not with a finger injury, and it's not a knee injury or hamstring or high ankle sprain. Leads me to believe that he's got a real good chance, especially with Jeff Wilson um, not doing well against Jacksonville. I think he's got a real chance, Mitchell does, of falling right back into that lead running back role for the 49ers. And we talked about how much they love to run the ball. Okay, two more. Mike Williams and Saquon Barkley. So Tua, because you, <laughs> oh, you said two more. <laughs> Uh, Mike Williams, if you can sell high, I think you should. But I don't think anybody's giving up a lot to get Mike Williams. Hold on, Barkley. I think he's going to be a number two running back, and I think his snaps will probably go up next week, and most of his matchups won't be as bad as the Buccaneers. Yep. Um, but I don't think he's going to be a number one running back like we were hoping either. But I, I wonder if you could try buying low on Barkley. Like some people waited for Barkley to come back and then he has this game against Tampa and they just might say, all right, I'm out. This guy sucks. It was a bad pick. I will take Devontae Freeman and Michael Pittman and uh, A.J. Dillon all for Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I don't know say, if I'd do Great. that. No, of course you won't. You won't do that to get Barkley? Uh, I don't know. Dylan and what was it? Dylan Pittman what? Dylan Pittman and Devontae Freeman. Oh, I'd do that. Maybe it's an overpay, but... I, if if my team's loaded and those guys are expendable, hell yeah, I'm doing that to get Saquon. Say this about Dylan though, uh, he's not going to be useless when Aaron Jones comes back, right? He's right, but be his value isn't going to be what it is oh, for this week. Not close. Okay, Barkley, by the way, his has value five wasn't six. what it was for last week. He had a hundred. He had like a hundred total yards and five catch, right. four, four or five catches or something. Yeah. He was okay. He didn't dominate. Yeah, he was okay. So I don't think anybody's really complaining. Right, exactly. Uh, Barkley, by the way, five, six catches in each of his last three games. I'm very interested to see what happens when Shepard's back, if that impacts that. All right, news and notes. Zach Wilson is going to start for the Jets. What did that mean? 
for you in terms of Elijah Moore? I down down my... Uh, go ahead. Yeah, Heath. Go ahead. Heath. Yeah, I downgrade all the Jets about ten percent, fifteen percent in terms of passing efficiency, because Zach Wilson has been the worst quarterback they've had this year, um, and Elijah Moore specifically, his breakout has come almost entirely without Zach Wilson, and like almost all of his good games have come either from Mike White or Joe Flacco or Josh Johnson. So it makes me more nervous. I'm still viewing both Elijah Moore and Corey Davis as borderline number two wide receivers because it's such a great matchup. And I do think they're going to have high volume. And does it sink Ty Johnson? Because, I, uh, yeah. Oh, Dave, yeah. I, I Yeah. If you're asking me? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. First of all, I think they're flex plays. Both Moore and Davis are flex guys. Um, the one encouraging thing for Moore is that we know he's going to be an every down player with Wilson this time, whereas he wasn't quite that earlier this year. And hopefully Wilson looks his way a little bit more. I'm sure he'll be told to look his way a little bit more, but he had eyes for Corey Davis at the beginning of the season. Wilson did. So I, I can't imagine that Moore is going to have a chance at a monster game. He's a flex and same thing with Corey Davis. As for the running backs, I like Tevin Coleman a little bit more with Zach Wilson under center. And I like Coleman in general. And he touched on this, I believe on FFT on Tuesday, that Coleman's going to be the guy that replace, he did replace Carter in running down situations last week. He'll do it again this week. Texans are terrible against the run. They are, they allow the second most missed tackles or they get, they, they miss a lot of tackles on runs second most in the league. And Tevin Coleman leads the jets in yards after contact per rush. Oh, okay. Interesting. So I'm just trying to look at our fab report here. Ty Johnson in a 10-team league went for $4. 10-team half PPR. I think that's probably an overpay. And in our 14-team league, he was already rostered. Let's see how much Tevin Coleman went for. Oh, he went for $4 to me. All right. Good for me. Nice cheap buy. Now, I don't think he's going to be good rest of season. This is a one-week deal for... Tevin Coleman. And I'm probably not playing him, so good for me, because I'm going to start Javante Williams over him, I'm pretty sure. You sure you will, of uh, course. All right, more news and notes. Jared Goff is trending toward playing. Andy Dalton is going to start. So that's the matchup we were hoping for, Dalton versus Goff. Tennessee waived Adrian <laughs> Peterson and promoted Dontrell Hilliard to the active roster, and Houston waived Philip Lindsay, which doesn't really impact the Texans much because they weren't really playing Lindsay that much, but... Uh, Heath, what do you think about the Titans now with Adrian Peterson out? They are one of like 17 teams who I would like to not start any of their running backs, and that includes the Jets as well. Um, I lean ever so slightly to David Johnson just because he's the only one who does anything in the passing game, and the Jets have had so many problems with pass-catching running backs. I do think there's a chance either Burkhead or Johnson could be a number two running back if they get into the end zone this game. More likely they're flexes. What about Deontay Foreman? I feel like I'm the only one who's excited. You know, I'm not like doing cartwheels. I can't. Last time I did a cartwheel, uh, I thought I could do it. I got about halfway up, and I said, "I this is not going to happen." And I stopped. I went down, and it really I hurt myself. I hit a table. So I'm not going to do cartwheels. But um, I would if I could. Maybe I would for De- Deontay Foreman because uh, I just feel like he's going to be the clear lead running back. Does anybody else feel that way? Am I off? Here? I don't. Why? Uh, I, I I I don't know if the Titans know who their clear lead running back is going to be. I don't know if they know if they'll have Jeremy McNichols. You can't forget about him because he was their passing downs running back 
before he got concussed. Yeah. Hilliard took over for him. Hilliard did a pretty good job both as a rusher and a pass catcher early on in the game against the Texans. By the fourth quarter, he was not very good. He also made mistakes, and Heath taught me at least earlier this year that when a running back makes mistakes and you catch it on film, the coaches are probably seeing that and they're magnifying it, and it might lead to the player getting benched. We saw that with Baltimore and Tyson Williams, but Hilliard had a drop. Uh, Hilliard had a fumble that was covered in the end zone for an offensive touchdown. That's how Anthony Ferkser found six points last week. I'm I'm a little nervous to trust any Titans running back this week. Th- this is a discovery game for Tennessee's brain trust to see what they have, and then they've got a buy. So you might end up dropping Foreman, Hilliard, McNichols, all three of them going into their bye. Uh, if one dominates, then you'll assume coming out of the bye week that that'll be the guy that they go with. But I don't know if one will be given the chance to dominate for the Titans. Yeah, I'll walk it back. I don't think he's the clear lead back, but I do think Foreman is benefiting from Peterson being out because Peterson was the goal line back. So I would think that Foreman is the best chance to assume that role. But all right, we'll try to look at this. I don't think you can rule Hilliard out from having that role as well. <sighs> I, and when I it's guess. third and goal, that's going to be McNichols. Third, yes, yes. Foreman's not going to be third down. That I get. Uh, Patch.com reports that Matt Nagy will be fired after this week's game. Matt Nagy says oh, but it Matt is Nagy inaccurate. refuted that report. He said, oh, no, that's not accurate. All right, we'll see, right? I guess this one we could really find out who's right. The Giants... I, well, listen, the Bears have never fired a coach in season. Oh. And if the But I think if the Bears lose to the Lions in ugly fashion, I bet that changes. All right, the Giants fired Jason Garrett. Is anybody changing their outlook on the Giants' offense? It's more of a let's see what they do now. Um, right. But I like hopefully they will use their players in in ways that are more successful. I think hopefully. there's a chance this turns Kenny Galladay back into the number one that we thought he would be. Um, there's a chance this is really good for Kadarius Tony. We're just gonna have to wait and see. Tennessee sign my biggest complaint Golden with Kadarius Kate. Tony was. You hear me, Han? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. My biggest complaint with Kadarius Tony was they weren't using him downfield very much. Yeah. Daniel Jones wasn't targeting him downfield. Hopefully that changes. Hopefully that changes with Galladay. Hopefully they run with Saquon a little bit more. All right. Let me get through the rest of this here. Tennessee signed Golden Tate to the practice squad. We do not care. CeeDee Lamb is still in the concussion protocol, has a chance to play on Thursday. Tyron Smith practiced in full. That's great news. Ezekiel Elliott practiced in full. Allen Robinson has continued to, you know, not practice or not be listed on the practice report, so he's probably not going to play. Not looking good for Kamara. Um, And then Eric Ebron's out a while with a knee injury, possibly for the season, so that's, I guess, good for Frymuth. But we got to talk about Tony Jones. How much would you like Tony Jones? Uh, Just give me real... We're going to get into that game in just a little bit, but do you think Tony Jones should be the number one running back priority this week over Ty Johnson, over Tevin Coleman, over Dontrell Hilliard, et cetera, over Matt Breida and blah, blah, blah. Tony Jones. If he if he's the main running back for the Saints against the Bills, he's a potential, if not likely, number two fantasy running back. So yes, he's definitely the priority. Okay. I don't feel confident he would get as many touches as Ingram has, and I don't feel confident he'd be very good with them. So I'd probably be more in the flex discussion, but he'd probably be ahead of all the other guys because it was a terrible week. And remember, this was the number one team against running backs before they fell 13 spots uh, before face, after facing the Colts. And Ty Montgomery is practiced in full. 
So it looks like so he would get some run, and Taysom Hill might play. So there would be work taken away from him. He probably won't get as much work. You're right, as Mark Ingram had, but he'd still be the primary running back, I would imagine. All right, let me check the time here. Let's go to our Thanksgiving meal draft. And we've got fun things planned for the rest of the show, including fill in the blank and previewing three games. But let's try to do this here. You see this graphic, if you're watching on YouTube, you see this graphic. We've tweeted it all day on Tuesday, basically, of your fantasy football, your your Thanksgiving fantasy lineup. Uh, You've got five main courses, five potato dishes, uh, 10 different side dishes, and five desserts. Now, I'm going to ask you guys a series of questions. When you get a question right, you get to pick food, and you get to make your ideal Thanksgiving meal, and we'll get to compare whose is better. My guess is you'll both be able to come away with something you really like. Now, here's the thing. If you get it wrong, I get to steal your food item, any one of my choice, and then you get to replace it with something else that's still on the board. Um, Whoever answers first, you know, I'm going to ask you the question. You say your name, you buzz in basically, and you answer first. And I've got, and the first person who gets five questions right, that's when the game's over. You make your Thanksgiving lineup without losing any to me. So be careful what you answer. All right, these questions shouldn't be that hard, especially for the person. I've got a question. Yes. To clarify on the rules. Yeah. You ask us a trivia question, I answer it, I get it wrong, you get to steal an item. Can Heath still still get that item? Yes, Heath can answer. No, no, no. But oh. like once you steal the item, let's say I, I get it wrong and you you steal carrot cake. Uh-huh. Who the hell wants carrot cake? He's not stealing it off the board though. He's stealing it from you after you already yeah, have it. Right. You have right, to have it. Can you if no. Heath wanted carrot cake, could he still get it or have you taken it from both of us? He cannot I've taken it. But I'll tell you what, I will wait. Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I'm just going to steal something, and that's it's mine. That's how I'm making my dinner. I only get what I can steal. Okay. What I can scrounge. Okay, here we go. Uh, first question. The number two quarterback per game in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues behind Tom Brady is who? Number two per game. Everybody's been so bad. Yeah, <laughs> they, I, go ahead, Heath. Heath. Uh, um, Lamar Jackson. Incorrect. Oh, good. That's who I was going to say. I will go with Matthew Stafford. That is also incorrect. It is Josh Allen, and I don't get so to So you don't get anything. to steal anything because we don't have anything. Correct. Okay. Uh, the NFL leader in passing yards. Heath. Heath. Tom Brady. Good. Fun game. <laughs> <laughs> NFL leader in passing yards. Brady had a bye. Zach Wilson. So. Oh, it's probably somebody. Uh, Dave. Yeah. That's me. Yep. Patrick Mahomes. You got it. All right. You get to pick hey, some food. I will pick Beats. Are you kidding me? You took you the your first pick is the worst pick? You're going with Beats? What's wrong with, that? What's wrong with Beats? Okay, you have to remember what you have, by the way, all right? I got to write it down. Dave Beats. Right. Okay, Dave did not, not beating anybody with that. Okay, uh, next question. The NFL leader in interceptions with 12? I will give you a hint. Heath. Okay, Heath. Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> no, quarterback, sorry. 
<laughs> you don't you lose anything. Uh, the NFL leader in thrown interceptions. Hints, he is in the AFC North or South? Dave. Dave. Baker Mayfield. I choose not to steal beats, so you get to keep it. <laughs> nope, you have to take them. No, I didn't um, say I get to My steal. beats are gone. Nope. I'm going to make a note of this. Nope. Adam, under your name, I'm writing beats. Absolutely not. Go ahead, Heath. NFL leader at interceptions. I have no idea. Um, you have to get it wrong, so he has to eat the beats. Yeah. Um, so it's not Roethlisberger. It's not Lamar. It's not Baker. Heath. Heath. Joe Burrow. Ryan no, Tannehill. It's Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Yes. I'm not going to answer it right because I want you to eat beets. No, dude, I'm not I'm not taking it. I get the They're choice. Yours. I get the choice. Currently, this isn't your you're game. Winning. Adam has beets. Heath has nothing. I have nothing. Continue. <laughs> okay. You still have beets. All right. Uh, no, no, no. Dave, come on. Quarterback. Because Adam has beets. Quarterback with the most rushing yards. Quarterback with the most rushing yards. Heath. Heath. Lamar Jackson. Heath, what do you want to eat, buddy? Uh, mashed potatoes, please. Mashed potatoes for Heath. Beats for Dave. Mashed potatoes. Adam, no, has, no, beets. Adam has beets. I don't Dave want beets. Dave has nothing. All right, fine. I'm not going to argue with you anymore. Next question. Um, what? Where was I? Oh, NFL Rock leader in for- NFL leader in pass attempts. I mean, oh, uh, oh, you've heard of him. You've heard of him. <laughs> I, oh, there's no way this guy. No, it can't be him. Pass attempts. AFC. KFC. No, just kidding. AFC. West. Heath. Dave. Heath. Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I was first. No, you were not. It was Heath. He just took a long time to oh. say his name. Mahomes is correct, Heath. Get yourself a side dish or a dessert. Uh, I'll take the whole turkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You haven't had a turkey yet. All right. Mashed potato, whole turkey. Okay. Yeah, you, your options are whole turkey, ham, uh, just dark meat, just white meat, and what is the last one? Tofurkey. Oh, tof- yeah, tofu turkey. Adam has beets. All right. I get it. I have beets. Okay, so Heath has two things. Dave has none. I have one. Let's go to next question. Number three in touchdown passes behind Brady and Mahomes. Dave. Dave. Stafford. Hey, what are you eating, Dave? I would like Brussels sprouts, please. Will you still... What the... Are you, you're okay. This is very good. This is a good strategy. You're going to get things wrong intentionally and give me the most disgusting meal. I, I can appreciate that. Good for you. Uh, we've got Ask some the next question running back questions now. Number two, Dave. Just stop. Number two, Dave. Dave. Stop it. No, number <laughs> <Adrian> two, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> that is correct. I lost my Brussels sprouts. All right. Number two, PPR running back in fantasy behind Jonathan Taylor. Per game or overall? Overall. Uh, I think I actually know this. Get it. Get it. Come on. Dave. Dave. Adrian Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) Heath, what's your guess? Austin Eckler. It is Eckler. What what would you like to eat? Um, I'd like some stuffing, please. Nothing. All right, you've got a good plate there. Dave has no food. I have beets and Brussels sprouts, which is somehow worse than no food. 
Next up, um, the running back receptions leader. Ooh. Dave. Dave. Isn't that also Austin Eckler? Mm. That was a real try, by the way. Oh, I know. You have no food yeah. to lose, so I know. See, I think right, the problem Eckler. is here is I don't I think I'm just gonna pass. I don't know. I don't want to guess because if I guess, then I lose I respect mashed that. potatoes or a turkey or stuffing. I respect I, that. It's DeAndre I think Swift. I'm just pass. DeAndre Swift. Okay. Swift, sure. All right, running backs receiving touchdowns leader. Most touchdown catches for a running back. Hmm. He's not answering any more questions today. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm not guessing anymore. <laughs> right. That could be Swift, too. Well, you have nothing to lose, Dave, literally. Yeah. Swift? Yeah. I'm going to pass. Okay. It's Eckler. <laughs> All right. Swift or Eckler? Rushing touchdowns leader. Rushing touchdowns. Dave. Dave. Jonathan Taylor. You got it. What are you eating? Great job, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tofurky, please. Tofurky. <laughs> Okay. Uh, how about number two in rushing touchdowns behind Jonathan Taylor? Dave. Dave. Dalvin Cook. <laughs> you bad. It's a great like, guess, though. I mean, we were just like talking about how touchdowns. terrible the touchdown luck's been. Great right. guess. Yeah, Heath, are you taking part of this one? Second most. I thought it was touchdowns. a great guess. Um, you know what? I'm gonna do it just because I would like some pie. Um, Derrick Henry. Oh, I am taking stuffing from you. Fantastic. And the answer is James Connor with 12. Mm, yeah, James Connor. All right. How about NFL leader in carries? NFL leader in carries. Dave. Dave. Jonathan Taylor. What do you think, Heath? Pass. Pass or play. All right. It is Derrick Henry. He still has 26 still? more carries than Jonathan Taylor in three fewer That's games. That's incredible. All right. Number two wide receiver in PPR behind Cooper Cup. Number two wide receiver overall, not per game. Dave. Dave. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Heath, you were right. This is a fun game. Um, number two, it's not Tyree Kill. Um, it might be Tyree Kill, actually. Dave, no, you already guessed. Heath, you guessing? Heath, yeah, Heath, Tyree Kill. You got it. What would you like? So I take lost your stuffing back. Stuffing. You can't take it back. What do you mean you can't take it back, Dave? Stop making the rules. You can't. I once I said once I have it, it's mine. I'll uh, I'll take some pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie, mashed potatoes, turkey, and pumpkin pie for Heath. Nothing for Dave. Beets, Brussels sprouts, <laughs> tofu, turkey, and stuffing for me. All right, let's see. Uh, how about NFL leader in receptions? Dave. Dave. NFL, oh, you said NFL leader in receptions. I'm going to change my answer. I'll say Kelsey. Shit. Sorry. Uh, I don't think that's right. I get double check. 
He only looked at the wide receivers. There's no way Kelsey oh. has more catches. No, not even close. It's a wide okay, receiver. Fine. I'll Eighth? pass. You're passing. It's Cooper Cup. Jeez. Uh, all right, here we go. Here's what I think is an See, easy See, I one. thought that was like a trick question thing. No. Dual eligible player with the most rushing yards. Or, uh, sorry, no. T- hold on. Dual eligible player with the most receiving yards. Dave. Dave. Cordero Patterson. Yay! What do you have, Dave? Is the game over? That was the last question? Uh, I have two more. Or three more. Or something. Oh, in that case, I'll take uh, extra gravy. $3 <laughs> on the list. Okay. Number two tight end in PPR behind Travis Kelsey. Heath. Heath. Mark Andrews. Yes. All right. What do, we, what do you want? I'd like some ham. Oh, you can't have ham. You already have turkey. I, there's no, 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 no. There was yeah. never anything you can look. I, I looked closely at the right, graphic. Fine. There fine. was nothing on the graphic. There was nothing in the rules. I would like ham, please. Okay. Ham it is. Uh, all right. Two more questions. Tight end with the second most catches behind Travis Kelsey. Probably the same guy. Yeah. Dave, Mark Andrews. Hey, Dave, another item to go with your gravy. What would you like? What goes better with gravy than creamed corn? (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question. Tight end with the most touchdown catches. Dave. Dave. TJ Hawkinson. (laughs) All right. You get to pick one out. I keep hitting the wrong button. Uh, The game is officially over, but Heath, let's see if you want to get... Because I have my no no fork. no you've got to pick one of my items. I like I actually like cream corn, so I'll go okay. with that. I do too. Taking cream corn. Keith, who has the most touchdown catches among tight ends? <laughs> I'm all pass. Hawkinson, you jerk. It's Hunter Henry. <laughs> all right, final score. Dave has gravy, and that's it. Just gravy. <laughs> Heath has mashed potatoes, turkey, pumpkin pie, and ham. And I have beets, Brussels sprouts, tofu, to tofurkey. Stuffing and cream corn. I got a couple of good things there. Better than Dave with his gravy. Who do you think has the best plate? Uh, you. You win. Okay. You win the game. But at least I have five things and you only have four. All right. That was interesting. Let's take a break. When we come back, Vegas at Dallas uh, after this break on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Here we go to the Thursday games. Las Vegas and the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, we're waiting to see what the C.D. Lamb situation looks like. The Dallas defense gotten a lot better lately. They're also very good in time of possession, so they keep the ball away from you, and they're great on third down. Uh, they have the second-best third-down defense in the NFL. Only Baltimore is better. 
Um, meanwhile, the Raiders defense allows the second fewest passing yards per game in the NFL. They have three cornerbacks who are ranked in the top 30 by PFF. Only two of them are active, though. Uh, one of them is Trayvon Mullen, who might come back next week. But Nate Hobbs, their slot cornerback, he's rated 10th by PFF. Casey Hayward on the outside, he's rated 17th. So that is one of the reasons why they've been so good against wide receivers. All right. Derek Carr is a sit, I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I can't find a case for him. Okay. Josh Jacobs or Ezekiel Elliott, given the struggles of Zeke? Zeke. Zeke. Josh, I'm nervous about Jacobs. All right, tell me why. I, I He's got 13 or fewer carries in each of his last four games. He's got three games with nine or fewer carries, no touchdowns in his last three, under 100 total yards in every single game this year. And the Cowboys are six best in yards after catch or yards after contact per rush, 2.6. Um, and I think the Cowboys' run defense is actually pretty good. Short week, usually you know me. I like to lean on running backs then, but I don't really want to trust Jacobs as anything more than a low-end number two. My uh, my stat of the game was uh, for this game was that Josh Jacobs is only five receptions away from tying his career high in receptions at 33. Right. He also has five receptions in each of his past two games. He has oh, I think four more plus in each of his last three. Right, He's yeah, doing a much better job there. Boy, if that goes away, you're going to be potentially in trouble here. Right. So, But that, that sets up his PPR floor. Makes right. him a safer start in PPR than none. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to start Jacobs over Javante Williams. I, I think you guys probably like Javante this week, right? Yes, but, against the Chargers. Well, I mean, definitely. have you heard? It's Javante week, it is. It is Javante Williams week. Yeah, but it's PPR, so that's why I'm going to go with uh, with. Uh, we have so many talented listeners. I would really like a movie poster with Javante Williams like hurtling Pat Shermer and stiff-arming Melvin Gordon, and it says Javante Williams week 12. This time <laughs> it's for real. Uh, so if somebody could put one personal. of those together before Sunday, I would uh, tweet that out. It'd be pretty cool. I... I think I might like three running backs in this game better than any of the wide receivers. Pollard or Drake? Can't be Drake. Pollard. Pollard. All right, so so why That's not? assuming Lamb doesn't play, oh, I, I imagine. Right, yeah. That's tough, man. All right, that's interesting. Yeah, I can't do that with Gallup. Really over Renfro? Because, I mean, Renfro, yeah, six, we're, seven we're catches. Right. Who's your favorite wide receiver in this game, Heath? Renfro. And I, I just have, I think I have Pollard a little bit higher, probably. And he, like, he wasn't particularly great last week, but he's not really that far from the Kareem Hunt role. Especially he with hasn't Zeke had the banged up. What's that? Especially with Zeke banged up. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance that all of a sudden he's getting 20 touches in this game just with one little tweak. But yeah. I, um, I like him as a number two running back this week. It wasn't I think so much it's a risk. Uh, yeah, well, have you... I mean, how many running backs in our, your top 24 are not a risk? Fair point. Seven, 17, maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay, but so... that's fantasy. So that's would you, just the way that fantasy is. Would you start Pollard over J.D. McKissick? I would. I would, too. Miles Sanders? No. Give me Sanders. I would. Wow. Okay. Uh, how about... All right, then. How about Michael Gallup, Hunter Renfro? Who's Heath likes Renfro best. Dave, who do you like best? 
I like Gallup best, but it's close between the two of them. Gallup, I, they're both number two wide receivers for me this week. And that's assuming, of course, that CeeDee Lamb does not play. If Lamb plays, Gallup will fall behind Renfro. Renfro, uh, I just I like the role that he's got, the short area target, the chance for him to score, safe PPR floor, even though we didn't see that last week. I imagine we'll have a good chance of seeing it this week. Um, he's he's Las Vegas' best pass catcher outside of Darren Waller, and I think Derek Carr trusts him, and I think he's going to need him in this game. So low-end number two wide receivers, Hunter Renfro. How about... Uh, Renfro, Gallup, Michael Pittman against the Bucks. Both over Pittman. I currently have Pittman ahead of Renfro, not Gallup. Gallup will fall third on that list if CD plays. Is said Wilson a good sleeper if if Lamb does not play? Only in your Thanksgiving DFS. Okay. He's a sleeper. We'll do Dak last, I think, here. But Dalton Schultz must start. Great matchup. So. Great matchup. And you saw last week, even when just Amari Cooper was off the field, his target share was in the 20% range in the first half. It technically went down in the second half when CeeDee Lamb wasn't playing, but he was still getting a lot of targets. He's absolutely a must-play. Okay, so you start him over Hawkinson? Yes. Would you start Schultz or Gasicki against the Panthers? Schultz. Schultz. Okay. Schultz and PPR. The, Let's qualify uh, it a little bit. Okay. The Raiders have given up 70 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in seven of their last eight games. Last week was the exception with Uzama not coming through, but before that, they had just been terrible. All right. Dak Prescott. So Jacob Gibbs mentioned it on our Monday show. Not as good against zone. Doesn't throw really nope. to the outside as much against zone, which is not good for Gallup. And the Raiders are a heavy zone team. They've also they're second best in the NFL in yards per attempt allowed. I think I already mentioned that. Um, I, look, there is zone team that Lamb, plays a lot of cover three though, Adam. They so there are going to be one on one opportunities on the outside that he wouldn't have against say a cover two team. Right, it could get Casey Hayward though. Who's had a, a good year for them. Now, look if Lamb and and if Lamb and Cooper were playing, would not even ask. He's been a slam dunk must start. But how are we looking at Dagley Heath? Where do you have him ranked right now? He's right around 12. Um, I, you're definitely, for me, I'm definitely starting Lamar, Brady, Allen, Herbert, Hertz, Cousins, and Rodgers, and Stafford. I, then I struggle with all the rest of the quarterbacks left in that range with, with Russell Wilson, with Dak, with Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow, Cam Newton. Um, it's just a hodgepodge in that range. I'm probably not going to go pick someone else up to start over Dak. Burrow is the, the one I'll fight you on as long as the Steelers are depleted on defense. If they get TJ Watt back and Joe Hayden back, and I think they're going to get Minka back, then that changes Burrow's outlook for sure. But if the Steelers are going to have a bunch of backups playing in place of their really good defenders, I would expect Burrow to have a really nice game. Well, I just, you know, the lamb factor is so big here. I just, you know, he scored two points last week against the Chiefs. This is an easier matchup, I think, but... I, I don't know. I mean, this this would be probably the worst receiving core he's had ever if Lamb doesn't play, you know? Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it's, it's not good. So how how much would his ranking change with Lamb in? It would go up, he'd go but up. he'd be like top eight, right? Not a top five. But the bottom of the group that I said I was definitely starting over him. 
okay. out of the hodgepodge. So he, you're right. So he'd be ahead of Cam and like Tua and Burrow. Okay. All right. Sure. Hopefully, and you guys have fantasy football today, tomorrow morning, before the games start on CBS Sports HQ to answer some of those questions to update the rankings when we find out a little bit more. I don't know if there's anything else from this game. I should probably do some more Josh Jacobs. I think we'll get a lot of Jacobs questions. Would you start Josh Jacobs or Brandon Ayuk? Jacobs. Yeah, Jacobs is probably a little bit safer. Jacobs or Waddle? PPR Waddle. Yep. Jacobs or Lockett? Uh, I'd I'd ride the Lockett rocket. (laughs) Okay. Lock it up. How about you, Heath? Yeah, I'll probably lock it. Dallas is DST. All right. Heath, you just baiting me here. Uh, Jamie's got him six. You got him fourth. You do not have the Cowboys in your top 24. Is that updated or like what happened here? I don't know. Tell me I'm way too low on the Cowboys defense. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I'm terrible at this game. But Jamie and Dave sure think no, they should be. I mean, they should be ranked, but they won't probably be in my top fifteen. I don't necessarily think this is a good matchup. Okay, the one you're too low on, I think, is the Bears. So we'll get to that. That's the the very end of the show. Next game. Each of the last three DSTs to take on Las Vegas have put up at least twelve fantasy points in a standard CBS scoring league. Very good. Buffalo at New Orleans. Josh Allen is top three, so we are not concerned here. Colts have, or the sorry, the uh, Saints have actually been pretty bad lately against quarterbacks. Can you start a Bills running back? No, you should not. Can you start a Bills wide receiver other than Stephon Diggs? No, you should not. Do you have any fear of Stephon Diggs this week? Not really. No. Of starting Stefan Diggs. Not facing him yet. Saints might. Saints have a pretty solid history of having Stefan Diggs tear them apart. Ugh. Or at least tear their hearts out on the last play. This is interesting. The the Saints <laughs> it's true. The Saints have allowed the third most pass plays of forty plus yards. And does that mean anything to you for Emmanuel Sanders? It gives him a chance because that's really all he's doing for that offense now is being used as a downfield guy. But he's there's just so much risk with him, and we've really been on the wrong end of good numbers from Sanders. I, I would say that he's another Thanksgiving DFS tournament play. Okay. Not a redraft play. Burrow or Sanders? I'm sorry. I was Burrow looking, or I was Sanders? Looking, I, was looking, <laughs> I was looking at the chat. Um Sanders or Beasley? Or it's just sit both. Why don't we just sit yeah. both? Don't don't start them. Who has both of them? Okay. Dawson Knox. This is an interesting one. Jamie's got him top 10. Dave has him 14th. Heath has him 19th. Now, I know from experience, Jamie's rankings that I see on Tuesday, everybody's rankings, they change a lot. So I'm not going to hold anybody to their rankings as of right now. These I did on Tuesday, um, but but as of now, you guys have Dawson Knox as a sit. Jamie has him as a start. I think I figured out the problem with you citing my rankings and me being so confused. My rankings were not on the site until last night, like late. So, oh, uh, you're looking at uh, now. I'm not sure Dallas has changed that much, but I have Dawson Knox ninth. I'm starting him. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. So I won't go through the rankings anymore. We'll just you guys can tell me where you. Have I mean, them. you can ask me where I have them. Yeah, I can tell you, but. 
All right, so Dave has him 14th. You have him 9th. Uh, that's worth discussing then. Uh, Dave, a little bit lower on. You have guys like Higby, Hawkinson, Henry, all the H's. Noah Fant ahead of Dawson Knox. How many touchdowns have the Saints allowed to a tight end this year? One? Yes. Michael Pruitt. Bam. Give me your give nice. me your gravy. Other than that, <laughs> you've got the gravy. <laughs> Only one tight end has scored more than 10 PPR points against them, I believe. So I'm I don't like the matchup for Knox. He doesn't have as good of a catch rate against man coverage as he does zone coverage. That was one of the reasons why I liked Knox last week. And this week, I'm nervous that he's going to see a lot of targets and volume from Josh Allen. Okay, Heath, make the case for Dawson Knox. I was uh, really impressed at how how much they tried to get him involved. I think if like at least if you compare him to the Hunter Henry group of tight end dependent touchdown dependent tight ends, I'm going to go with Knox just because I think he's going to get more targets than Henry is. Um, I don't, and we've talked about this before. I don't generally find defense versus tight end to be very sticky on a week over week or even season over season basis. So that's not something that generally goes into my projections. Yeah. The tight ends that are in the start discussion every week that the saints have faced, I'm not going to count Dan Arnold who actually had a decent game three for 55. That was with Carolina. So the tight ends that you might consider starting that have faced the saints are Hunter Henry. He had five catches for 36 yards. Bad. Kyle Pitts, three catches for 62 yards. Okay. Wait, five catches for Hunter Henry might be a season high. That might be, actually. Um, but it wasn't a good game, but yeah. And then Dallas Goddard, five catches for 62 yards on eight targets. Um, all right. Trevor Simeon, he's been pretty good lately, but can't trust him against the Bills. Uh, are you starting any Saints? Is it just just the running back we're looking at, right? Pretty much. Yeah. You don't want to trust Simeon, especially if Taysom Hill's going to play. That'll take him off the field a little bit, and the pass defense for Buffalo is still very good. If Mark Ingram is the starter, how interested are you in, in Mark Ingram? I'm starting him. Number two running back. Jacobs or Ingram? It's easy for me. It's Ingram. Ingram. Okay, against this defense, you know, that's all. It's just the matchup's really hard. Um, and then obviously Camara would be a must start if he plays and you're getting a lot of catches from these running backs. That's, that's the good thing. Um, all right. I think that's pretty much it for that game. Nobody's gambling on Traquan Smith or anything. No. Okay. DFS. Yeah. I mean, look, there were some interesting developments for the, for the saints, but unfortunately they're running into what we still think is one of the best defenses in football and their DST is top five Buffaloes. Chicago is at Detroit. Nah, 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 nah. Knox, stat of the game. Should have done that for the previous one. Uh, I already gave this one, but Montgomery, David Montgomery in four of six games, five to seven non-PPR points, seven to ten full PPR points. He's had two big games against the Rams and these Detroit Lions. A running back, I didn't give this stat, a running back has scored 16 or more non-PPR fantasy points. It's a mega game against the Lions in seven of 10 games. Uh, so did Montgomery crack your top 12 this week? I'm stunned he's not in my top five, but there are enough running backs out there that I like better than Montgomery to put him at six in PPR. Absolutely have to start him. All right, let's just sum it up, right? Montgomery and Swift are must starts. Is anyone else a must start in this game? 
the closest thing would probably be Darnell Mooney in a league where you start three wide receivers. Um, yep. He's he's a high-end number three wide receiver for me. And then after that, it's probably Hawkinson at tight end is the closest thing. And after that, you don't want to start anybody else. No appeal for Dalton. I'm not going to make an appeal for Dalton. You got to you got to be desperate in a two QB league. Yeah, look, Mooney is someone we should definitely spend some time on, right? He got 16 targets last week. Obviously, that was high, but it was his first game playing without Allen Robinson. Robinson does not seem like he is going to play. Um, over the last seven games, I believe that was when Fields. I think that was started with the Detroit game. Actually, Mooney had a huge game against Detroit. By the way, over the last seven games, his 16 game paces. 66 catches, 1,074 yards, and seven touchdowns. It's pretty damn good. But is that seven total touchdowns? You're including the rushing one? No, that he had seven receiving. So sorry. So maybe a little bit more because of the rushing score. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good, but it's obviously been very inconsistent. And he only has Mooney only has a 52% catch rate. Um, but uh, you know, Detroit, they're actually 16th <laughs> against events wide receivers. What's so funny? What I do? Well, you're going to have a low catch rate when you only catch five of 16 targets in a game, which is what he had last week. Yeah. And Dalton kind of went into Joe Flacco, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jay Cutler mode of doesn't really care about anything else going on other than just chucking it. And so I think he was looking downfield a lot for Mooney. He was not necessarily accurate doing so. The big touchdown that Mooney had was a catch and run. That was a fun play, and Mooney should get a lot of credit for that play, but that's got nothing to do with Andy Dalton and his accuracy or his arm strength or anything like that. I think we can just – you start Mooney because he's coming off of a game where his quarterback was looking for him over and over and over again. Quarterback did not mind throwing downfield, which he had a problem doing earlier this year, and the Lions' pass defense is terrible. Yeah, it is terrible, but the thing about the Lions is that I believe they see the second fewest pass attempts per game in the NFL. The teams are running on them. Yeah, teams sure. just run all over them. Only Carolina has seen fewer pass attempts per game. Um, yeah, Detroit is second there. So, all right, here's the question. We got six teams playing on Thursday. Stefan Diggs is the clear-cut number one wide receiver. Who is the second best wide receiver? Is it Gallup? Is it Renfro? Is it Mooney? And that would be it, I think. Sanders, Beasley, whatever. Who's the second best wide receiver? Renfro, then Gallup, then Mooney. Mooney, then Gallup, then Renfro. <laughs> would you start Darnell Mooney or... That's I, I don't know who that is. Darnell Mooney or Brandon Cooks. I think you just said Jets. Mike Williams. <laughs> who would start Mooney over Mike Williams? I would start Mooney over Mike Williams and Brandon I should Cooks. probably be asking some Elijah Moore questions, right? Mooney or Elijah Moore? Mooney. What'd you say, Heath? You said Moore? Moore. And Dave said Mooney. Dave's higher on Mooney. Yeah, I do think there's a little more risk with Mooney just because, like, this team has had some passing games, especially in their few victories, where they've just not hardly thrown at all. They the, Two of their three um, wins... They've thrown for 109 yards or fewer. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win? There's a possibility. They just run the ball 45 times in this game, beat the Lions 24-0, and get out of town. Oh. So you think it'll be a blowout? No. I said it was a possibility. Okay. Okay. Because if you do think that, you're going to have to move the Bears DST up. Speaking of which, all right, let's see. Let's see where the updated DST rankings have the Bears. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Cole Komet. Uh, any interest? Not for me. 
And who are the tight ends you would start ahead of TJ Hawkinson? So, you know, no Kelsey this week. Andrews, Kittle, Waller, Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts, Rob Gronkowski, Dalton, Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Anyone Pat else? Fryermuth, Mike Gesicki, Noah Fant. Okay, Heath is a little higher. Heath has Hawkinson ahead of Fryermuth, Gesicki, and Fant. But Gronk, Schultz, Goddard, and the and the other must starts are ahead of TJ Hawkinson. Who, like How about I said, Hawkinson or Knox? You know where I come out on it. I'll take Hawkinson. Heath? I think I, I mean, they're right in the same range. I'd tell somebody, sure. if somebody asked me on Twitter, I'd tell them to flip a coin. I would go okay. Hawkinson in full PPR, <laughs> and I would go Knox in the other formats. That makes sense. One thing I want to see with Knox is you know, teams are trying to take away the deep ball against the Bills, and that probably benefited Knox last week. But the Saints are so bad, you know, they give up a ton of big plays. So, you know, is that something we should look at going forward? Can they get big plays downfield? And if they can, is that going to hurt Dawson Knox? I just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's probably something we have to find out hopefully this week. All right. Where are the Bears? Where's the Bears DST, Heath? Uh, 12. 12. Okay, Dave? I think you have him top higher than 12, five, but that's six. based on Boyle being the quarterback. I may move him down. I currently have him sixth. They'll, they'll be close to 10. They might be eight, maybe nine. He thanks for getting, uh, thanks for getting the Cowboys in your top 24, man. I do it. They are 24th. Where, where do you put them? 24th. <laughs> Is that where you're keeping them? I don't know where I'm going to have them ranked. What are you, I, you're a fantasy football analyst. You got to rank the I, Cowboys. I'm working man on it, man. Gee, okay, the all man right, has right. had the toughest week of all of us. All Give right, him a break. Hey, look, it says his rankings were updated six minutes ago, and he's got him 24. I what am I supposed to do with that? Into the top 24, so you'd be happy. Okay, thank. Oh, okay, I appreciate that. Daniel Workman says, "I wish I could watch football, football with Dave Richard on Thanksgiving and eat a nice spread." Then have a nice glass of bourbon with Heath following following my meal with Dave. Then eat some dessert with Adam. All right. Yes. Eat some dessert with Adam. Yes. Uh, I have ice cream, which is better than all pie. Pie sucks. You will not have any of that at my house. Here's what another about one. ice cream with pie? No. AKA just a la mode. Eat the damn ice cream. Who wants the... Uh, if Dave, pie Adam, delicious. and... Uh, if Dave, Adam, and Heath reenacted the Three Amigos, Adam would be Martin Short... Dave would be Chevy Chase, and Heath would be Steve mm-hmm. Martin. Okay. I want to give a shout-out to Heath's mustache. I think Heath would be Chevy Chase. I think absolutely Heath would be Chevy Chase. Are you kidding? I think so, too. Dave would be I'd, Steve Martin. I'd be John Candy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Heath's mustache is a dead-on for Jake the Snake Roberts' mustache, circa 1989 WWF television. And Jake still really wears good. his mustache just like that. But that is that is a you almost if you had long hair and a python, you would look exactly like Jake the Snake right now. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Yeah, very good stuff, Dave. Heath, uh, where last question for you, Heath. Where's the Cowboys DST for you? <laughs> you uh, this is a starter sit episode, so we're gonna go a little long, and I'm just gonna finish with Six or seven quick questions from email on Apple Podcast. Here we go. And I'm sorry to all of you on Twitter who did fill in the blank and I didn't get to them. Uh, from James. Who Blame is, the stupid turkey game, the Thanksgiving is, game. The, the handcuff, sorry, you're the one who just has to eat gravy all day. Don't blame me. It's your own doing. 
who's the handcuff to Najee Harris? Nobody. They they split snaps evenly after Najee got hurt last week against the Chargers. It was five and five. Uh, I would lean toward Benny Snell. All right, this it's one is more likely. I think Belage gets the targets, but I think Snell gets the carries. This one is specifically for Heath. It's from Clay. Uh, I drafted Youngway Koo. I've stuck with him. His goose egg almost cost me the game last week. Uh, the declining Falcons offense has me in fear. Do I drop Youngway Koo for Xerline or Badgley? We're 70 minutes into a podcast, and we're extending it with Youngway Koo. Do you, he, look, do you drop a good kicker on a bad offense? Not a bad question. I, I rarely think about my kicker. I, I wouldn't. I would if he has another. If the Falcons' offense has another bad game this week against Jacksonville, which is possible, then it's over for them for the year, and you can move on from Coop. Give him right. one more week. Elijah Moore, or Jalen Waddle from Jim. I moved the Cowboys up to twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> Waddle, Waddle over Moore, Heath. Yeah. Yes. Okay. A little harder in non PPR. From Rob in Kalamazoo, Pollard or Cordarrelle Patterson? Since we don't even know his status, Pollard or Patterson. If we don't know, if Patterson doesn't practice on Wednesday and there's no report saying that he's practicing by the time the Cowboys game kicks off on Thursday or an hour before, you got to go with Pollard. Okay, from Michael, I'm looking to buy low on Dak Prescott. I want to give up either Gaskin, Gibson, or Miles Sanders. Who's your least favorite in that group? Gaskin, Gaskin, Gibson, Sanders. Gaskin. Gaskin is my least favorite. Sanders should probably be my least favorite, but they both Make me nervous. I think Sanders is my least favorite. Gallup or Lockett this week from Mac? Lockett, Rocket. Lockett. From Trenton. Uh, Trenton Andrew. I'm loaded at running back. My wide receivers are depleted. I give up Cordaro Patterson and Jeff Wilson. I get Marquise Brown and Michael Gallup. PPR. Yeah. Sure. It's probably... It's probably not a win on the trade chart, but it's probably okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Good stuff today. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If uh, you don't hear from us before then, if you're busy. But remember, we're recording tonight at about 9 p.m. Oh, no, at 9 p.m. Recording uh, right here, youtube.com slash today. You'll hear it uh, in the podcast feeds at 3 a.m. on Thursday. And, uh, you know, I hope you really enjoy your Thanksgiving. So eat up. Have lots of gravy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you tonight. See ya. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.